When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Well, the Parramatta Eels punched their ticket through to the NRL Grand Final after a gritty 24-20 win over the Northern Queensland Cowboys uh, in Townsville. What a performance that was against the odds. Scores were locked at 12 all at halftime before the Cowboys edged ahead 20-12 with 25 minutes to go. Regan Campbell-Gillard and uh, Mike Acevo crossed the line to seal the deal. And now a date with the Penrith Panthers awaits this Sunday in the grand final. Uh, Joining us now uh, here on SENZ in the mornings is uh, NRL pundit uh, Lavina Good, who keeps a very, very close eye on this competition uh, and uh, has a slight uh, eels bias, I think it's fair to say. Good morning to you, Lavina. Good morning, Smitty. Yes, I'm a long-time suffering eels fan, that's for sure. You can't deny that, absolutely. Well... It's been since 2009, so uh, what were your emotions as a devotee uh, on Friday night with that performance against the odds up there in the north? It was always going to be tough uh, in Townsville. I think Parramatta were up against 25,017 players, not just 17 players. And after Parramatta crossed for the try, Paul Vorton described as being six metres forward, which absolutely cracked me up. It wasn't six metres forward, Smitty. It was only a metre and a half forward. But when Parramatta crossed for that first try, I thought the writing was on the wall for uh, Queensland, for the Cowboys to take it, Um, mainly because I thought Parramatta would be in that headset that they were lucky to score that first try. And when they went into the sheds at halftime, I thought this is probably going to be one of the most important chats of Brad Arthur's career. He's been there so many times in that final escapade. He'd been with Parramatta since you know, way before the salary cap scandal in 2018 where they ended up coming right at the bottom of the table. And he had to have a pretty decent discussion with his team. And what he had to say was, the old basics will come through. You have to stop making the mistakes. And it can be a simple game of rugby league. If you play percentage football, if you let the opposition make mistakes, that will be fine. But he also said that you have to play above yourselves. And he knew that Mitch Moses had come out of a concussion a couple of weeks before that he'd lost his grandmother and that he missed the birth of his daughter. And there's been lots of chat around that, actually, Smitty, whether or not it was worth the sacrifice from Mitch Moses to do such a thing because you can't turn back time and you won't ever be able to be a part of that part of his life. But what was, I think, really interesting, what came out of that was the support network that came from Mitch Moses and his wife and his family to say, this is your time, this is your stage. And I'm sure... At halftime, that's exactly what Brad Arthur would have said. It's now or never to the Parramatta Eels. And that second 
half effort was phenomenal. Defensively, I mean, I've always rated Parramatta throughout the year on attack. I think that their structure has been quite fine, but defensively, they've let themselves down in the second half of so many clashes, like they did earlier against the Penrith Panthers when they defeated them to make it through to, to the next stage of the competition. But Parramatta defended 72 tackles within their own 20-metre line, which is absolutely crazy in the world of rugby league. They had a front row forward that scored a try just before halftime, just after halftime. And it was a Parramatta outfit in the second half that, that showed faith and compassion for each other and also rewarding their fans. So I was a little surprised by the result. I wasn't sure if Parramatta could come through with it. I was certainly nervous, but I was caught up in that whirlwind of being a Parramatta fan and also appreciating the game of, of rugby league. It wasn't a, a dirty game at all. And uh, it really could have gone either way, but it was a Parramatta side in the second half that said, we've got 40 minutes of footy to prove ourselves to ourselves and everyone else that we deserve to be in the big dance, as they like to say. And it's a battle of the West, which is really, really exciting. I mean, they're almost cousy bros, the Penrith Panthers and uh, the Parramatta Eels. They've never faced each other in a grand final clash before, and Parramatta were there in 2009 and 2001, but the Panthers have been there since 2000. And 20. I mean, they lost to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, they won last year at Suncorp Stadium. But both of those grand final experiences were clouded by the uh, COVID restrictions. So this is mm. a very different era. This will be a very different grand final. And I think rugby league fans will certainly be rewarded to see what's going to happen on Sunday night. I'm really looking forward to it. I was very interested in this uh, the Mitch Moses story, and I keep uh, reading more and more about it. Uh, had his uh, grandmother's funeral as well um, to cope with. Uh, of course, uh, that big, big decision um, not to be to fly back. He probably would have missed the birth anyway because of where he was and how he, how long it would have taken him to get there. But in the modern world, uh, that's almost unique. Now, and 30 years ago, it would be a given that you just play with the boys and stay with the boys <laughs> and uh, see the baby at a later. But that, that's, that bucks the trend. Yeah, it does. It, it's changed. And I've spoken to so many, so many people about it. And I, I can't help but put myself in a, in a similar position and thought if I was married to Mitch Moses and I was having a baby, what would I want? Well, as a mother and a family member and, and part of a whanau, I would definitely love him to be there and make that commitment to the family. But that discussion had obviously taken place and he'd given a, a day pass so to to speak, to continue on his merry way. We've also got to remember, Smitty, if, if the Parramatta Eels do win the grand final, that's probably another $150,000 bonus in the back of Mitch Moses's pocket, which I'm sure he will put in a trust fund for his new baby girl as he moves, moves forward. But I don't think it was a monetary decision. I think it was a decision uh, which would have been made not in the last couple of weeks. It would have been made many, many months ago between Mitch Moses and his family, and he would have discussed the time and the date and said if it comes down to the fact that we have an opportunity to get in that grand final then I'll probably take it and he would have been given the well wishes of his partner. I'd also like to say I'm pretty well sure that without Mitch Moses Parramatta would not have won that game and if he was unavailable to play in the grand final on Sunday night I very much doubt as well if Mitch Moses um, mm. is not there, Parramatta would not be the winning side that they are. I know Jake Arthur is the backup for Mitch Moses, but there's a question mark over that. That's the son of, of Brad Arthur at this stage. And, and he'll pick Jake because I guess you do need to have a backup for Mitch, but it didn't work when they played against the Panthers earlier to make it through to the final series. So 
I wonder if Brad Arthur might be considering maybe saying to his son, Jake, you've done really well and I love what you've done for the club, but instead of picking you, I think I'll just stick with Mitch Moses and hope that he'll get the whole game in because without him, mm. we lose. And they might even think of bringing in Nathan Brown, who's a player that Brad Arthur said to three months ago, Smitty, in June, who's a 29-year-old player, played State of Origin, the Australian Nines, you know, had been effective in, in Parramatta making its way through the first half of the season. Back in June, Brad Arthur said to Nathan Brown, we don't want you anymore. You're contracted to 2023. You can start looking at other clubs and I'm going to drop you to reserve grade. Well, he might just be getting a knock on the door. How about that? A guy that was said, we don't want you three months ago, but all of a sudden against this Penrith Panthers outfit, and we all know how you beat the Panthers. It's pretty easy. Someone's got to shut down Nathan Cleary and Parramatta haven't been able to do that more recently. At the start of the year, they did, but they couldn't do it two weeks ago. So they might just say, or Brad Arthur might have a conversation with his son and say, I don't need you to back up Mitch. We need Mitch to win. I think I do need Nathan Brown. Bring Nathan Brown back as the bombshell that will try and shut down Nathan Cleary. And that could be something that would surprise many of us, but it could be an effective tool as they head into that big grand final day. Lavina, as you look across the fence to uh, the Penrith Panthers, um, you could probably say, echo the thoughts of what you've just said about Mitchell Moses, uh, about, uh, of course, Nathan Cleary, because uh, when he was away, they were very beatable. He is back now, uh, and it's going to be a tougher task. It's his kicking game. It's his selective kicking game that has been so effective for the Penrith Panthers over the years. Won the grand final for them last year, got them into the final the year before. And it wasn't effective in the State of Origin series because Billy Slater came out to six of his plays and said, whatever you do, every single time you think Nathan Cleary is going to get the ball, which is at least once, maybe twice in the set of six, someone's got to shut him down. So it'll take two or three players to do that. And if they can quieten down his kicking game and getting off song, that will be so much more effective for Parramatta. You've also got to remember that Nathan Cleary will be putting up the high ball and the bomb ball to Wonga Blake, who has not been very successful with that mm. towering bomb. In fact, he looks very nervous, a little bit like Manu Vatuve did many, many years ago when he played against Parramatta and dropped five bombs in a row on the corner. And Nathan Cleary knows that. So it's a pretty easy conversation to have with your players. Either you shut down Cleary or you lose the grand final. And they'll put it all of that in place. And whether or not it takes Nathan Brown to come back and, and do that, it will be interesting. But when you do shut Nathan Cleary down, Jerome Luai, who loves to play a starring role as well, you'll often see Luai play a starring role when Cleary plays a starring role. But as for the State of Origin Game 3... When they shut Cleary down, all of a sudden, Jerome Luai becomes slightly anonymous as well. So if Parramatta can be effective in doing that, holding that defensive line in the first half, not just the second half like they did against the Cowboys, they've got a very, very good chance. But I think the matchup in the forwards is another area of concern for the, the Parramatta Eels. They'll be absolutely exhausted from that match against the Cowboys. They'll be sore. They'll be tired. And that week off can mean so much to so many players like Kitao and Liam Martin and Isaiah Yo, who, you know, thrive on just punishing the opposition. And I know we, we focus so much on the backs and Mitch Moses and Nathan Cleary, but I honestly believe this grand final will be won and lost in the forward pack, both defensively and in attack. And it will be the pack that decides to dominate early, almost like a state of origin clash where they come out and punish each other as much as possible and prove to the opposition that I'm tougher than you, 
I'm stronger than you and I want this grand final more than you and it will be a battle to savour. I absolutely guarantee that. That may well be highlighted between the individual battle between James Fisher-Harris and Regan Campbell-Gillard who has been ginormous for Parramatta in this trip. Regan Gillard had a point to prove after he was dropped from that last State of Origin game because he didn't do enough defensively in game two. And ever since then, he's made an absolute commitment to his club that he will play better rugby league, and he's done it. He's a good old-fashioned rugby league footballer. He's not the sort of geezer that you expect to have 14 protein shakes and, and spend heaps of time at the gym. But what he has done is earn a lot of respect from his players because he's not allowed, um, afraid to do the hard yards and, and it's the same for the Kiwi International, Fisher Harris. There's no love lost between these two players. They've clashed several times before and haven't been shy in letting each other know how much they respect each other's rugby league but disrespect each other's performance on the pitch because they're playing so well. So it will be an absolute battle up front which I'm looking forward to. And you've also got Moses Liotta as well for the Panthers who's the BP uh, as you would say, the underrated player of the Panthers team. He just gets the job done, doesn't like to make too many mistakes and that battle up front will be absolutely uh, sensational. Not to mention the battle of the two hookers as well. I mean, Apisai Corosau is um, a very fast player. He likes to distribute the ball very, very, very quickly. But I think the um, the hooker or, or the number nine of the rugby league season over the past month has definitely been Reed Marnie. He's about to sign off against the Eels, so he'll be taking a, a contract somewhere else. He wants to finish with that premiership ring. But there's something about Reed Money. Not, not, his distribution probably isn't as on song as Coruscant. I mean, he's probably more effective in his display of the passes left and right. But Reed Money has the ability to drive his whole pack forward. And if there's any one of those forward players from Parramatta that have decided to take a break or take a rest, Reed Money isn't the sort of player to hold back in telling them that they're bludging and they need to start moving moving forward and directing play more. And I think that's what Reed Marnie brings to the party. And he can also be a nice little foil for Mitch Moses when you think that Mitch Moses might be under the pump because he's expected to do every cutout pass, every grubber kick, every bomb. Then all of a sudden, Reed Marnie will come in and he won't just scoot for three or four metres. He'll make sure he makes 12 to 14 yards and it just gives his whole pack that enticement to keep on going, keep on going. So I think the battle up front between the props will be outstanding, and also we'll find out which one of those two number nines are better on the day when it comes to a grand final. I'm hoping it'll be Reed Marnie, but Coruscant is you know, such a, a tremendous player. I expect him to play through his skin as well. Are you making the trip? Are you going? I bought a ticket. I bought two tickets, actually, after the final. Um stayed up quite late and thought, well, you know, th these events don't happen often. It's been 36 years since Parramatta have won a premiership. And it was back in the heyday when Parramatta were victorious throughout three premierships in the 80s that I developed my um, love and desire for Parramatta to continue to be a great winning team back with, you know, Zip Zip Beller and Brett Kenny and Peter Sterling, greatest halfback of all, by the way, mate. It was back in my devotion of the 80s, which I've just never, ever, ever let go. But the heart was broken in 01 and 09, and it was broken even more in 2016 with the salary cap issue. So I think Parramatta have kind of paved their way for, for um, making up for lost time and for atonement, and they certainly deserve to be there, as do 
the Penrith Panthers. Obviously, you've got to remember that Andrew Webster, the assistant coach of the Penrith Panthers, who's actually their attacking coach, will be off to the Warriors in 2023, which is something for Warriors fans to get really excited about. But I went to book my flights on Air New Zealand, and there were no flights going in on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And unless I go with Webjet, which is going to cost me two and a half grand, that could be a very expensive grand final trip if I come home crying because they don't win. But you never know, Smitty. I haven't ruled it out yet. I've got the tickets if I want to go. <laughs> Lovely, Nick. Always great catching up with you. I love your enthusiasm, and I'm very I'm thrilled for you. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.